Speaking of, you know, very intense, magical worlds, mm-hmm. I was so surprised by how incredible the Twilight series was. Oh, of course. Pinnacle of high fantasy. I know. I had a conversation the other day about this genuinely, and I think that the vampires sparkled because they had scales, like instead of skin. What do you think? Scales. Yeah, like their skin was scaly, so it reflected, like it refracted light ever so slightly. Oh, interesting. That's my deep lore that I'm inserting for Stephanie Meyer. You're welcome. You can have that one for me. (laughs) Retcon that shit. Wouldn't you be able to see? But like they're interlocking, like, you know, they're like, the skin tone is the same, but like there's like a, well, I mean, you see the glitter and it only happens in sunlight, right? Yeah. I'm assuming, I know a little bit about the books, a little bit. I think I read the first one, but. Yeah, I wonder if she ever explains that. If there's like an official explanation or if it's just the scales, scales thing is what it is. Do you... I would imagine she did not canonize that they have scales, <laughs> but I'd like if she did. I think it had very little to do with the magic, <laughs> very much to do with the romance. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. I, was, I still enjoyed it. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, but <laughs> I had a blast and a half watching it. Welcome to the Kevin 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 Elise Cotton and Kevin Angus. Kevin Podcast. Did you ever have to do those kind of like? Oh, what what do they call them? They called they had like like a, a word for it in, in high school that uh, like mock scenarios, but it was a more eloquent word than that. Oh. In middle school. Well, I remember in like middle and high school when they started implementing like this program called like character education, where it was just like you know this whole somewhat like after school thing to you know focus on providing programs for for kids to like you know learn how to handle situations i think it's more likely an ra thing as well like what are they uh, like the scenarios they run you through like when you're when you're training to be an ra like role playing yeah they're like role plays a little bit like and they give you these scenarios but i just remember there being like a Mm -hmm. like an eloquent single word that like described them but i'm just blanking on it so it's a, it's a shame. Yeah. But did you ever have to do those kind of things? Sure, I did. Can't think of any specific ones. I was never in. Were you in RA? I think I had to do like one on. Yeah, for like a year and a half, I had to do like one. I remember one on conflict resolution, where the scenario was something as, as ludicrous as the two roommates, you know, had a shared freezer, and the one ate the other one's last toaster strudel or whatever. Something like as mundane as that. It was, you know. And you had to go in there and pretend like they're actual real people and not other RAs that you just did it in the room before. And this was before I did any kind of improvising, like classing or anything like that. So I'm like fresh at a high school trying <laughs> to immerse myself into this story for the first time about, you know, these two roommates fighting about something. But I can't remember, you know, I can't remember it being that, that helpful in the end. It was yeah. just a little bit silly. But fun. I feel like that would be that would be a fun thing to do. Now I feel like like at a party. Yeah. If you had yeah. the right group of people. <laughs> Although that yeah, that just sounds like improv, right? 
Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's like kind of like that. Yeah, I guess like the classic for like high school would be like, a, or like middle school would be like a bullying. Like they have someone that's role playing as a kid that's going down the hallway in a wheelchair, and you have like two bullies or whatever mm -hmm. say something rude, and you have like a fourth person. You're like, what do you do? Like, do you talk to the bullies? Do you talk to the to the kid that's being bullied? Like, it was very strange. <laughs> yeah, or you know, the drugs. Oh, the classic drugs. Oh. Gotta say no to the drug because, you know, as soon as you get to high school, you'll have people left and right offering you all sorts of free drugs. <laughs> so much free drugs and it was just... Well, I feel like there was, they made it sound like it would be like, you are the biggest loser that's ever existed if you don't try them and stuff. But I feel like the real vibe is like, hey, you want one? Yeah. No, thanks. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, they're just like, all right, that's cool. Whatever. I mean, it's... Yeah. Cool. Nice. I mean, I guess it probably depends on the friend group, but... I think, actually, there was a point in, in college when I was part of the jazz ensemble, we were at this, like gig or whatever for the for the band that was off campus or whatever and the upright bassist i kid you not like it was the upright bassist for the jazz ensemble who was like hey do you smoke and i was like no he's like all right and that was that was the extent of the conversation yeah yeah that sounds more accurate but it doesn't make so you know we're a very convincing program <laughs> no no not really it's just uh, they want to make sure you're prepared for the weird worst scenarios somehow, I guess, but guess so. It's a little bit more mundane than that. Ma, the Kevin podcast is on. Oh, hello. I'm the titular Raymond from Everybody Loves Raymond. I like listening to the Kevin podcast. Ma. You can kind of tell your kids that any word means anything. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> But <sighs> you know, you just gotta, just gotta not. <laughs> well, and you know, I'm sure there'll be some things that we didn't even realize we called it something weird. Like I just, I can't stop myself from referring to his fingers as fingies. Fingies, yeah. That just comes out. <laughs> but I'm sure that we'll need to. Uh... Or like I've been hearing that a lot of kindergartners don't know their name because they just, you know. Their parents call them their nickname. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, what's your name? Uh, Chicken Nugget. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Chicken Nugget present. All right. Moving on. Uh, yeah, I won't go with that, I guess. I guess when you think about it, that's all they, you know, 90% of their life so far had been probably hearing that name for the majority of their parents, especially if it's like extended to more than just their parents, like their grandparents are calling them that too or something like that. So, Right, yeah. Yeah, why would they know their formal name? I feel like the big one is Disney World. It's just like we want him to be so hyped for it by the time we actually go. Yeah, I know a couple of people that are like big Disneyland people. It's one of those things that my parents never took us to, so I have like no emotional attachment to whatsoever. But You never went? Never, never, still never been. Still never been. Oh, man. Well, that's an amazing two truths and a lie or never ever. Is that the that's in Florida, right? Disney World's Florida, Disneyland, California. OK, because I've never even been to California, but I've been to Florida once for a work trip. They flew me down to Miami uh, for like Ooh. four days and it was like the only work trip I've ever been on. But that was the only time I've also been to Florida. So 
uh, you know. Man, oh man. Yeah, I honestly, I was not that, I really liked like Disney movies and stuff, but wasn't super into Disney World. Mm. But then I married into a Disney family. <laughs> so oh, it was kind of okay. a get on board or get off the boat. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Which luckily, I think I'm pretty sure my dad gets like anxious around big crowds and is afraid of heights and roller coasters. My mom's definitely afraid of roller coasters. So we were never like, we went occasionally to things like that, but it was never a big exciting thing for my parents at all. So I was just like annoyed that he'd have to be hot and sweaty all day and like have to be around people. Right. And it was very clear that it was like, this is a trip for the kids. We hate it. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and they made sure you knew. If, right. They may have fought so hard to try to keep it in, but they never did. Right, yeah. It's like, because the desperation for us to be as grateful as possible is palpable. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So then when I went with Connor, it was like a totally different experience because it was, I mean, when you grow as a grown-up, you can do whatever the heck you want and like buy as many souvenirs as you want. And Heck yeah. So it was, yeah, it was just kind of like a, oh, wow, the power. So we'll see what it's like for, <laughs> for I, we've never tried to take, obviously, a child to somewhere like that. So we'll see how different that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh can't even imagine it right now but i mean the thing is i love like we would go to like six flags or like the great escape which is like a mini six flags that's up here and like an hour north of us so we would go up there sometimes i was as shy and as uh, like nervous as of a kid i was i loved the roller coasters so i was always always in line for those so that was that was something i really enjoyed but it's not something i've done in a very long time either i can't remember like when the last time probably like high school I guess is the last time I would have willingly gone to an amusement park and wanted to be around people like that. Are you afraid of heights or anything? No, I don't think so. And I think that if I had, I would have had to have gotten over it for like the brief period I actually wanted to like follow my dream of being an astronaut. So, so like you can't really go into space and have a fear of heights. So right. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate height. So like when I was reading like the space books, I think I squished it out of me. And I, so I always loved like the roller coasters and I would go on like the biggest ones that were available to me whenever I saw the you know, opportunity to do so. And I would go on the fastest ones or whatever. So I never shied away from any challenge that was put before me. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, what, where was I going with that? What was I saying? Space. I wanted to go to space. See, you got it. You got to like, you got to like going fast. And you got to like going high and, you know, didn't work out, but that's fine. I can go on a roller coaster if I want to. Well, maybe one day I can fly. One day in the future, we can go as like a um, double family date. That'd be fun. See what you think. See which of the two kids is actually willing to trust going on a roller coaster with me. We could start small. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, I think is going to love amusement parks. He is such a thrill seeker. Oh, yeah. Jumping off stuff. Although, I don't know if that's just a normal toddler thing. They all have a death wish, but. Yeah, the self-preservation kicks in a little bit yeah. over time, but after some well-earned scrapes and bumps and physical lessons, unfortunately, oftentimes. <laughs> No, I can't go that fast when I want to walk down the stairs or like I have to like watch out for toys when I'm walking through the room if I don't want to fall or trip or something like that. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just expect a sea of toys to part for them above, like in front of them as they walk through? Why wouldn't they just expect that? You know, I know. Yeah. Or, you know, like 
playing with like a mirror or like trying to bang against a mirror and I was just like oh gosh like you should know better than that I mean I didn't yeah say that but it was just in my mind I was just like he's definitely doing this because he knows it's not okay to do and then I was like yeah he probably doesn't like he did, he's never experienced broken glass like he's never been like he's never really gotten a super serious injury before like thankfully you know so why would he be worried oh of course yeah, yeah he, he doesn't realize the 13 years of bad luck that's gonna follow him all through his early young life you can't <laughs> is it 13 or seven seven years 13 years maybe seven seven feels more magical i think i've heard it both ways and shorter <laughs> yeah i've heard it both ways yeah, less detrimental long term. I don't let's for for everyone's sake, it's seven. Yeah. Yeah, he just doesn't know those things yet. We're just starting to be able to tell we don't wanna, you know, fill his head with fear quite yet. Well yeah, yeah. Start with the positives. Like here's a nice butterfly. Look at that. There's some grass that's you know, you can watch out for it. It's muddy, don't stomp in it. But right. you can look at it. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. <laughs> don't touch it. Please don't Please don't lick the slide. Please put don't tongue back in your slide. mouth. Please, please. Oh, don't even put that idea in his head. <laughs> he hasn't tried it yet, but I'm sure he would. I speak from experience. It's a one-time thing, but man, the fr that time it happens, your your whole body just cringes. <gasps> oh no. Yeah, there's a special kind of feeling of being watched that I'm sure every parent experiences. The playground. Yeah. Because you just, it's just a bunch of parents and a bunch of kids. And it's like, all right, don't embarrass the program. <laughs> Let's see how he handles this one. Yeah. Which crime, baby. I mean, flopped on the ground. I'm sure part of it is just that I know that, oh, wow. Sorry, my cat just opened the door that I didn't think he was able to open. Which one? It's like a knob door. You're not supposed to be able to get in here. <laughs> Which cat is blessing us with their presence? Oh, it's Bob. Ah, oh, classic Bob. I expect nothing less. Yeah, I'm so confused. Not a lot of pets on the show. Don't have a lot of pets on the show. <laughs> no, no, not often. I don't, I don't, I don't get a lot of meows in the background or, or woofs. Uh, no, no tweets. Oh, well, I don't know if he'll meow too much now that he has busted his way in, but you might hear some purring. <laughs> oh. Well, I am going to close the door. Mike might pick that up. <laughs> I'll be right back. Yeah, we can't let them all in. Bob will likely just kind of settle down. Yeah, that's fine. But if Carl got in, he would be very insistent that he get as much attention as possible. <laughs> yeah. Are they like weirded out that, that you're talking? Maybe that's like why he was like, he's like, well, why is she talking? She must be around. She must want some company. Yeah, that's... <sighs> Yeah, I say that he'll settle down, but now that you mention it, he does hang out with me while I work sometimes. And if I'm just on my laptop answering emails and stuff, uh -huh. he is content as can be. And then as soon as I hop on a call, <sighs> he is up and about, just knocking stuff over. <laughs> so We'll see how this goes. I can yeah. usher him out if need be. <laughs> Silk honor to give him some treats or something because oh, that definitely won't reinforce the behavior. <laughs> please, yeah, please reward me for breaking in. I'll do it again. Right. Watch. I can do it right now. Oh, well, it'll be fine. Got those big eyes. Oh, he's got those playful eyes. Don't like dangling strings, stringed like clothing around either. Right. Yeah. I know. He's definitely good at it. I know. People make fun of the fact that people sometimes have... Pets as like a first go round before kids. 
to like practice, but Yeah. I really feel like, you know, we definitely spoiled the cats in a way that we're going to try not <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah, he's got to set those boundaries early. Exactly. Yeah. What's okay. What's not okay. So, which luckily, you know, the cats will never go out into the world and, you know, they're never going to vote. <laughs> Probably. True. True. So. We assume. We assume. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know what the rules be in the future, but some kind of referendum passing, uh, you know, I wouldn't recommend. I don't. Yeah, I don't think they can get educated enough on the material. But yeah, make an informed guess. No, but they're just they're totally just going to vote by party lines. You know, they're just going to go going to see the, the party they, they want to vote for and just go straight across the line. No nuance. They're not going to do any any of the prerequisite research. Totally. Oh, I could definitely see them be like one issue voters, single issue voters. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Just who's going to give me treats? <laughs> That's who I'm going to vote for. Uh, I see it's got a really high yield on the treat policy, the anti-tax laws on the treats. You know, I think that's definitely uh, just going to go right down the line. There. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll see, though. You know, but now he's in my lap, and oh yeah, he's getting cozy. Right. Luckily, I just finished folding everything, so at least often we'll settle down to fold, and then Bob will be like, "I think I'll go right where you were folding." <laughs> so, <laughs> and then you know, what are you supposed to do at that point? Probably. Not sure. <laughs> yeah. Was it weird at all or like hard parts about your job that was like hard to transition it, it like towards the work at home or was it like pretty cut and dry kind of stuff? Oh, I was living the lifestyle before it was mandatory. Nice. <laughs> Same. So, because my job. I just kind of fell into it. Right, exactly. It was more of like a, like, because my job is very much work from home most of the time. I think I mm. I would like travel for it every once in a while, like once a month. And then I would go into the office like once or twice a month. But yeah, it was largely at home. Yeah. And then for working from home and it had been a few weeks, I started hearing people talk about how like what a hit it was on the mental health and like, you know, how important it is to do X, Y, Z things that I was not doing mm -hmm. for years before. And I was like, oh, um, okay, maybe my work from home lifestyle wasn't the best. Yeah. Most well-rounded situation. Leaves a little bit to be desired sometimes. That's like, yeah. So, yeah. So for me, it was kind of nice because Connor would go into the office all the time. Mm. So I was actually ended up being more social <laughs> in some ways on a regular basis. And now it's like, I can't imagine one of us going in all the time anymore because that would be so yeah. lonely for the other person yeah so we'll see what ends up happening but i imagine you know it's not like it'll be that different once things go back i think the biggest thing would be traveling for work yeah yeah like conferences that are week long but then connor was like oh i'll just come with you <laughs> <laughs> yeah just make it a family trip why not Right. It was like, oh, yeah, you have conferences like in Florida pretty often, right? So I could like take the kids. And I was like, if you say go to Disney World without me. Oh, no. <laughs> like, that is, as Super Nanny would say, unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
was gonna say did you ever do any kind of uh performing in any kind of capacity um oh i was on the swing dance team like oh nice yeah the forget what we officially the performance team Mm -hmm. my senior year of college because that was just something that i always thought was cool and yeah like always my freshman year i tried out for a couple of dance actually maybe just one and the choreography was so confusing to me because i had never done anything like (laughs) that so i was just like i left before they even like had us do the the choreo for the judges Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that it's like you can't fire me i quit (laughs) but but no then my senior year i was like i convinced one of the guys on the team to teach me over the summer how to you know do a few moves and stuff and then yeah, ended up taking to it pretty well. So that went that went pretty well. And that was fun. But then I feel like I kind of ended up joining by the time there was like a ton of drama amongst the people who had been there oh. for a few years. So yeah, there, oh my gosh, there's a lot of drama. So I, I gotta know. <laughs> Give me as much as you can remember. Oh, it was just like we can change the names, but yeah, I won't use any specific names, but it was just like a girl who I was friends with ahead of time. She was on the team and then there was a guy she was dating on the team and they had been kind of like on and off, but mostly on and they had been dating for like, I think years. Mm. And then this like other girl on the team ended up getting real flirty with him and he was <sighs> more receptive than he should have been. And oh. yeah, just turned into this like, oh, we're just friends. But then, like, some of the stuff that they would do, it's like, that's not, like, a friend thing. (laughs) So, and it just got to the point where it was, like, people were, like, kind of picking sides. And, wow. Yeah, it was just, so then, and she was just like, I don't know what to do. Like, do I break up with him? Do I, like, well, you know, it's so embarrassing, et cetera. So, they broke up, obviously, and obviously, um, yeah, I, I hope so. Right, and like then he like immediately, very much. I'm sure that she probably when that like, traitor song came out. Oh God! Oh. Um, though it was years later, I'm sure she was like, "Oh my God, yes, exactly." <laughs> so, and he like dated her right after, and then they broke up like within a year. And- Oh, easily. He's obviously, yeah. The fire came from the forbidden, and then as soon as you have it, it's like, oh, well, now we actually have to figure out if we're emotionally compatible with each other, and we're not just like physically attracted. Oh, now I got to start over. I right, over. yeah. You're not like in a state anymore. So there was that, and then on top of that, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> the we had like a swing king and queen that people would vote on oh boy to like who are just like the leaders of the organization each year and so a like a couple who was dating got voted for mm-hmm. and the girl didn't like stunts because she wasn't good at them <laughs> i'm pretty sure fair enough okay so but that meant that like a lot of the choreo that we had the next year just was like lindy hop mm. like not mm. <laughs> interesting i don't know i i joined for the stunts i'm pretty sure a lot of people joined yeah for the stunts i'm pretty sure a lot of people watch the stunts so yeah it just it went in a direction <laughs> that was not compatible with my vision <laughs> well oh, i love the drama that just that just circulated this 
little performance, like swing dance performance group. It's just so funny that it was just like this literal high school, like sitcom level plot. I know. And I, I didn't even, it's like I joined in the final chapter. I was just like, hello. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. They killed that. Like they had to write out someone else from the previous season and they're like, oh, let's get, let's get a fresh face in there for the last season, you know, just. Right. Yeah, who's this new character? Why are we invested? And they shouldn't have been. I I was not there for long. (laughs) So didn't end up dating anybody on the team or anything. Very boring character within the scope of the swing team. I mean, you have to have those support characters that are like actually performing and doing the thing so that they can goof off and have their weird drama-filled side plots because like, otherwise, if everyone on that team was like that, there would be no team. It would fall apart within minutes. You gotta have chaos. You gotta have real dancers in there. So true. Real dancers. Yeah, that's so funny. And that's what what you were. You were a real dancer. I was was a real. (laughs) You're a real dancer. Yeah. Never forget that. Yeah, I'm just I'm just a real normal girl living in a <laughs> this crazy swing world. <laughs> and so, did, did all this culminate in like a specific like a recital or like a big performance that you had to do at like for like the school and like thirty kids showed up for? Yeah. Oh well, a lot of people would come. I feel like. Oh, okay. Yeah. The it was one of those like I had gone. Oh okay. Without really knowing anybody, like in the performance when I was a younger classman, because it was just like, oh, that looks cool, and I would like meet up with friends and go. So yeah, I feel like the swing team, the salsa team. Honestly, I feel like those were the the big two that people would like actually go to. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and like whenever I would go, I'd be like. I wish I was up on that stage. And he did it. Yeah, yeah. So got to live that dream, which was nice. And we <laughs> we actually did a burlesque number. Oh. Yeah, which... Wow. I, yeah, I started dating Connor the semester that we were performing that. And my parents came to watch. And Connor was sitting, like, right between my dad and my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like... I did not know what to do. <laughs> it was like not at all. You know, it was it was it was certainly not X-rated or anything. It was just like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like PG thirteen. It was just definitely like yeah. It was enough. Right. Right. Where there were like a couple of moves where we knew the crowd would be like, oh, but yeah. Nothing yeah. where it was like anyone would need to like cover their eyes or anything but still you know do not envy that situation just classic oh that's that's you you couldn't have planned that you know there's no way you could have saw that coming but i'm sure that you got the the itinerary for like the big recital dances and you you saw burlesque was right up there and you're like i gotta invite them oh i signed up yeah i like talked to the girl who was gonna choreograph it and she was like i was thinking about doing a burlesque number i was like bitch do it yeah i'm in <laughs> so and we had like a movie watching night to watch i think it's just called burlesque with uh christina aguilera mm. and yeah it was i mean it was a blast it was my favorite one that we performed it was in with a different showcase yeah what it was like oh come see like one or two dancers, you know. So, so yeah, those are kind of like practice ones. Of course. And then leading up to the big one, you know, the big one. And then, of course, you could qualify for regionals and then, you know, go to finals. Yeah. And 
we've got to go to regional. <laughs> I don't know if that was, if that was a thing. I, I never heard of anything. <laughs> Intercollegiate burlesque or or swing dance. Right. Yes. Very niche, but we were battle of the bands esque. <laughs> oh man. Uh, if I could go back to high school, I really wish I had been part of the drama a lot more. It sounds sounds so juicy. Yeah. Oh, I just yeah. was by choice so obliv- oblivious to it. Like I detached myself from it and just didn't pay attention to any of it. And I missed out on a lot of like, you know, just juicy goss. I know. I know exactly. I, oh my gosh. High school at least definitely thought she was so much better than like so above it all and yeah, yeah. No, not at all not at all i love the drama oh yeah like don't particularly love being in it necessarily but like i wish i had been that friend that like exactly anybody could talk to about you know whatever's going on Ugh, i love it yeah oh well <laughs> yeah i found that because i i naturally uh befriended girls easier than guys and like throughout high school just because uh you know, guys are uh, kind of assholes or whatever. But uh, <laughs> that part aside, it, that that part, yeah, uh, slay. Um, you and Connor. Of course, of course. A, a large majority of them uh, had interests that I did not share, and therefore mm-hmm. there was a discordance there, so to speak. So I found it easier to to become friends with girls and talk to girls or whatever. So I often would become like a confidant like accidentally in a lot of cases. So I, I got a lot of like personalized juice over the years, but like it wasn't, you know, diverse enough. And I kind of like, I really pigeonholed myself to a couple friends. Like I really tried to be good friends to just those people, but I, I could have spread myself a little bit thinner and, you know, dipped around a bit and be like, oh, of course I can. Yeah, I had your ear to the door. <sighs> but I just, you know, I didn't have a, I don't have that reporter instinct, you know, I, I don't know where the scoop's going to be. Right. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Yeah. I know. I feel like I'm still that way. I feel like I get my drama from TV shows and movies <laughs> and sometimes vicariously through friends who have friends who have drama. Yeah, somehow they're just they've managed to still find themselves in situations where everyone wants to act really rationally and just very emotionally and not want to talk or, you know, consider each other's feelings or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I'm I have one friend who always has she is very like anti-dramatic I feel like she's very chill and I don't know maybe that's what attracts dramatic people to her but she told us about how she was going to a wedding Mm. that's going to be like wildly expensive between two people who not only don't seem to really like each other but apparently the groom is cheating on the bride oh. with the best man oh. or something like that. What? Oh. And it was just like, what? <laughs> now that's juice. But that is that's it's if you think about it as being real people, very depressing. Very, very. But if you don't, <laughs> then it's just wild. It's like how'd you let it get to this point? Like what what where did it all go wrong? Just have a conversation. I know. Yes, this could be fixed with a very short conversation. Yeah, and and, you know, maybe by having the conversation, you'll realize whether you actually want to go down that route or not. And boom, there you go. Problem solved. Easy peasy. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, again, very removed from... We just solved their problem. No, we just solved it. What are they doing? Should we send this clip to them? It's so simple. Yeah, it's so simple. You guys should talk. 
just say like listen and then you know they can take over from there <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly like, i feel like probably most couples who need advice like that it's probably just gonna be to break up yeah it's too little too late as well yeah they're just like they're so set in their ways so to speak that the only thing that's gonna make them able to change is to yeah just break up like you just have to start fresh yeah i can't imagine uh, getting back from that place Ugh. thank you for listening to the kevin podcast It served its purpose. It was the high school drama that you didn't get access to, you know? Well, that's probably what it is. Yeah, since I, like, refused to watch it in high school because I thought I was better than that <laughs> for some reason. Of course. Um, but I'm I'm not mad about it because, yeah, I think if I had watched it at the time, I would have been like, yeah, it's dumb. But since I waited until I knew that I – you know, actually love garbage. <laughs> um, then, Got a taste for it. Right, exactly. There, you know, there's this... Garbage might be harsh, but, um, well, you know, a certain junk food for the for the brain, maybe. Easier to consume, yeah. Right, yeah, a bit of light watching. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. It has its place, you know? It's yeah right. it sells i mean it, it obviously there's a market for it and therefore it will uh, you know someone will come along and write the next twilight and there's nothing we can do to stop them <laughs> it's just gonna happen just right. accept it hey maybe who knows maybe that'll be what i do <laughs> honestly it feels like I'd it would that. be so easy i'd love that i think honestly even especially if you did it like you can, you can even be like, oh, I'm, I'm half doing it. Like, kind of like how horror, you can have people who make bad movies that are good. Like, they're they're so bad that they're good, but the directors and the writers, they know it. I think that there is, like, a market for that. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, people just want to be entertained. Yeah, yeah. Almost any capacity. They don't always need nuance. It's nice. You can sprinkle yeah. it, but... Well, and the tough thing is, like, I do feel like Stephanie Myers tapped into a market of like purity culture, wildly what's the right word? <laughs> up. Uh, yeah, like uh, people just like steamy. Impressed. Yeah, where it was just like, oh my gosh, like the whole like waiting till marriage vibe, but like tension. Her, yeah, a lot of tension. tension. Yeah, she really she she definitely got that. Ooh. So. I think that's all you really have to do, I guess. But probably not giving her enough credit. <laughs> no, no. But the option's there. You could anytime you want. And that's the important thing. I know. That's a tough thing. When they say that you can do anything, then you've got, what's it called? The Spoiled by choice. Yeah. Everything you're giving up is always going to outweigh what you might choose. So then, yeah, you're just paralyzed yeah. in decision making. You could do anything, but you can't do everything. Right. Oh, yes. Exactly. And I want to do everything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I get excited about something and I'll be like, I'm going to start this hobby. I'm going to get really into it. And then it's like, wow, this this is a lot more work than I thought it would be. Thanks for listening to the Kevin Podcast. Goodbye. See you.